Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to Ask Anything, episode seven. So excited that you're here with us today. We have two questions uh, that we are going to go ahead and dive into. The first one is, what is your favorite color? Super easy. I'll answer that in just a second. The second one, a little more serious, was the flood, talking about Noah's Ark, local or global? So let's dive in. First question, what's your favorite color? Um, you know, growing up, I would always say green, um, and I think it's probably because originally I was a Green Bay Packers fan, um, and then I transitioned to being a Seattle Supersonics fan. They were green. Um, now, I don't really know. I mean, maybe blue because of the Colts, um, and, uh, you know, also the Thunder. They're blue. Those, those are two of my favorite teams, Oklahoma State Thunder, Indianapolis Colts. Um, I don't really know. I don't give it a ton of thought. Um when it comes to like making t-shirts and stuff and then wearing them, I love black shirts, which is weird. So is it weird to say that your favorite color is black? I don't know. You tell me. Let me know. What's your favorite color? Drop it in the comments below. Hey, let's dive into number two. Uh, what was the flood local or global? Um, and so where this question stems from is obviously uh, Genesis chapters around chapter six, seven, eight is when it talks about Noah's Ark and the flood and all that stuff. And so the reason that this I think the reason this question came up is in the 1800s and the early 19th century, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 18th and 19th century, um, a number of geologists began to argue this. They argued, and I'll look it up over here, argued that thick sedimentary rock layers on the earth were not formed quickly during a global flood, but slowly over long ages. And so as a result of this, a shift in interpretation and a number of uh, Christian pastors and theologians began to reinterpret the verses um, refer referring to the flood as a local thing as opposed to a global thing. Um, and so that view for some has continued to this day. And so some commentaries and Bible studies and encyclopedias incorporate the fact that they think that the flood was local rather than global. Um, and so in Genesis chapter 6 through 8, it talks, Jesus, um, or God, I'm sorry, talks about um, flooding the entire earth. And so a lot of um, new things have translated that word earth from earth to land. And so um, as opposed to it referring to covering the entire earth, it was saying instead it just covered a section of the earth uh, back in that day, that section of the earth was called Mesopotamia. Um, and so rather than it covering the whole earth, it just covered that section of land and it was local. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to pose you with um, several questions to help you think about it. So I personally, um, A, haven't done a ton of research in this area. So I'm coming to this question with just a sliver of ignorance. So I'm going to admit that. But I've always ascribed to the fact that I think that the flood was global. Okay. And some of the reasons are I do think that the Bible is in many spots meant to be taken literally. And so when God means I will flood the whole earth, I think that that um, is meant to be taken literally. Um, in addition to that, I, I just haven't, like I said, haven't given it a ton of thought. So I've sort of always thought that it was a, a global flood. But here's some questions that um, I believe sort of support the global flood theory, not just the local flood theory. So think through these. Number one, why was Noah told to save two of every kind of animal when um, he could easily or they could easily have taken animals from other parts of the world if, in fact, it was a local flood rather than a whole global flood. So that's something to think about. Number two, why was a vessel as big as the ark needed? All right. Um, like, why did, hey, why did God have Noah make the whole ark when he could have just said, go to a different part and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flood this area, not 
you know, that area. Um, instead, he had him build a huge ark, which took all the animals, two of every kind, and his whole family. So why was the ark needed? Two, or three, I'm sorry, why did God say he was going to destroy all flesh everywhere if he really wasn't? All right. And so, again, remember, the reason that God sent the flood is he was super frustrated with humanity. And so, therefore, he said he was going to destroy them all. Well, if he really meant he was going to destroy them all, then why did he not destroy them all if he only did a local flood, right? Um, if God promised not to flood the earth again, then why do many local floods still continue to occur, right? So the, the rainbow is a promise from God that he'll never flood the earth again. But if this was a local flood, then the floods that have been happening is God not keeping his promise. And so we know that not to be true. We know God is 100% faithful all the time. We can trust him to keep his promises. And so that seems a little strange. Um, why has the vocabulary in the book of Genesis, where it is a flood the earth, why has it never been interpreted differently? Why has it been interpreted as earth all the way up until the 18th century? And then why in the 18th century is it a shift? I think that's an important one. Um, if someone claims that they've discovered something new about the Bible or there's a new theory or whatever, always be leery of that because scholars and theologians and historians have been studying this stuff for thousands of years, hundreds of years, they've studied the Bible and they've studied what these words mean and they've translated them, put them into our language and all this kind of stuff. And if someone comes up with a new theory and no one else has ever had that theory before, that's always just, a, it always for me is a little bit of a red flag. So just keep an eye on that kind of stuff. Lastly, why do other people in the Bible, such as Peter and Jesus, refer, refer to the flood as a global event? So um, I think all of those are great questions to ask. I think um, all of those continue to further support the idea that I think it was a global flood. Um, there is evidences of it. Like, I don't know if any of you guys have had a chance, but I would encourage you, if you're local, to head down to the Creation Museum um, and the Ark and read some of that stuff. Like, a ton, a ton of work has gone into those two things um, to help provide evidence for creation and to help provide evidence for the flood and those types of things. So again, I just encourage you, like, jump in, study, read. Um, if you have questions about this stuff, don't just, like, not pursue answers, okay? Now, here's one last question that I just want to leave you with that I think is good. If we found out that the flood was local rather than global, would it change your faith? And I want to argue that I don't think it should, okay? I think that it's important that this stuff matters, that what happens in the Bible, it's important to uncover answers. But I think at the end of the day, our faith is not in a book. Our faith is not in the text from the Bible. Um, our faith is not in the flood. Our faith is in Jesus, and specifically in the event of the resurrection. So Jesus came down, lived a perfect life for 30 years. He died predicted that three days later he would rise again, and he in fact did that. Three days later, Jesus himself rose again. And Paul says it, um, he says, if the resurrection didn't happen, then pity us. Pity us, we are fools for believing it. And so the resurrection is the cornerstone of our faith as followers of Christ. And so I just want to point out that I think sometimes we can get hung up on some of these things here and there, um, but it's really important to know, like, our faith is not predicated on a flood. Our faith is not predicated on six days of creation. Our faith is predicated on 
a literal and physical resurrection that took place. And so I just want to encourage you uh, to not lose sight of that and to know that that is what is truly most important in our faith. Once again, uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Um, We'll be back in a couple weeks, but until then, make sure that you subscribe here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. Give this video a like, help spread the word. Um, That would be a great favor to us. Until next time, we'll see you and feel free anytime. Head to lhcstuman.com slash ask to submit a question. Until next time, see you next time. Have a good good rest of your week. See you. Bye.